Welcome into DTC. Super Bowl has been set. The championship games are now behind us, and sports betting is now live in Virginia. FP, welcome into the show. What's up? What's up? Sounds like a guy who's been defeated by uh by some some bets today. No, I've uh I've been doing pretty good on the sport betting. I'll tell you what. Now that uh, Virginia has live sport betting and I can use FanDuel and Barstool Sports and everything, there's zero just reason. Just FanDuel now. Just FanDuel now. But, I mean, there's zero we'll reason there. to go to a casino. Zero. Uh, I'm never stepping foot into a casino like, again. I hate people. I hate the drive to MGM or whatever the hell the one is in West Virginia. I, I mean. Yeah, the one in West Virginia is like. 500 miles away and you got to pass 60 buffalo and 75 deer to get there it's a disaster <laughs> never going to road. casino again never, i was ever. never big into playing cards anyways and every time i went to a casino all i did is dream about playing doing sports betting now that i can do it from the comfort of my own house yeah it's zero phenomenal. chance i'm ever going to go to a casino again i i mean i i have found out that I know nothing about sport betting terminology. Like I'm constantly going back and forth between FanDuel and Google and like looking at like terminology and if this is a good bet, if this is a stupid bet, but really the crazier the bet and the dumber the odds, that's, those are the ones I'm betting on. Cause right now well, it's house money. Yeah. Those are the ones because we're all playing on. with house money. Right. And so that's, what's the cool thing about FanDuel is that you're able to figure it all out with house money and then, Hopefully by then, you've at least got some sort of strategy going on. But uh, you've hit on some crazy bets, starting with uh, Liverpool losing to like Buntley, Burnley, Burnley. whoever that that team is. I I, I semi watched EPL. I had no idea what that team was, and I saw Liverpool against some nubby team, and I was like, done. Put yeah, you know you fifty bucks on Liverpool. Watched- that might be the first soccer game I've seen since the last time the U.S. was in the World Cup, like six years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's it's cool that, um, I mean, being in the East Coast on some days, you can bet like from like noon all the way until 1.30 a.m. It's awesome. Uh, it's, I mean, it's dangerous. Thankfully, I don't have like an, a, an addictive personality, so I don't see myself just like dropping paychecks into FanDuel, but it's definitely fun and it definitely makes sports so much more entertaining. And like, there's going to be people listening to this. Like, I can't believe you've never spent on bet on games before. And it's like, yeah, I, I mean, I haven't because it was never convenient, but it's like, holy shit. Sporting events are so much more fun when you bet. And even if it's like a small, whatever amount bet, it just makes it that much more fun. Just like, Watching regular season NFL is so much more fun when you're playing fantasy football. It's the same concept. And I'm like, I can't believe I've spent 34 years of my life, whatever, watching sports without, like, having an invested interest in it. Like, because a lot of those boring games that we suffered through just because it was sports on TV, they're not miserable so anymore. Fun. Yeah. I had a taste of this in uh, Vegas like a year and a half ago, week one of the NFL. It was like a Monday night game, and I was waiting for my flight, and I had like four hours uh, to kill. I went to one of the sports books. It was like this place was completely empty, but um, 
you know, went there with a couple of buddies, spent like four hours. I mean, I think I made like, at the end of the day, I made like seven bucks. And I was like, you know what? That's a win, right? I spent four <laughs> hours. I had lots of One drinks. shrimp cocktail, half a it, shrimp cocktail in Vegas. It was fun. <laughs> you know, I don't care about the money, whatever. Yeah, of course. But um, yeah, your boy definitely has an addictive personality. I uh, <laughs> didn't do too well on uh, my NFL bets today and uh, opened up the app. There was one NBA game going on. And I said, you know what? This is my chance to um, can I know, win some money back. Can I, can I, if I open it right now, can I still put yeah, money on it? Yeah, you that? can. You can go all the way up until like a few minutes left in the fourth quarter. Let's do it. Let's log in. We're going to live bet. So as I get it set up, let's uh, there's two main things we have to discuss on this pod. Uh, essentially championship weekend and the Super Bowl ahead of us. And then a lot of buzz with the pending free agency trade market in the NFL and our thoughts on what the Washington football team should do, because we've been texting nonstop for what feels like 72 hours about one specific scenario and what we should do. And that scenario may have gotten so much better after the uh, three o'clock game today. Absolutely. Let's, let's, let's talk about the games um, while you pull up your, <clears throat> your app to bet the Packers and the, uh, the bucks. Um, I wanted to go bucks at the beginning of the day. You convinced me that the Packers were the way to go. And I ultimately just said, you know what, I think Rodgers is going to do better than Brady, which he did. Unfortunately, the Bucks' defense was just unbelievable today. Um, but I think the biggest point of the story is what the hell was Matt LaFleur doing kicking that field goal at the end of the game? That was a dumb decision, and everyone is talking about how dumb that decision was, and that may actually cost him his job. Aaron Rodgers had had what the third down the second down and the third down where he was he had a clear path to the end zone and threw it Aaron's a pretty athletic guy he could have easily run that in um chose not to but then Matt LaFleur decides to kick and give the ball back to the Bucks with what like three minutes left and the Bucks just went run 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 game over crazy to think you know you have Aaron Rodgers on on your on your side you've got Devontae Adams you've got I mean, probably one of the, the best offenses, you know, in the league, and you're going to yeah. kick, right? That doesn't make any sense. You, no, you take, I mean, you're what, down eight, right? So you got to, you got to, you know, get the extra point or the, the two-point conversion as well. But it doesn't matter. Like, Look, in, in any know, other game, in any other game, nobody's questioning the move. Everyone's like, yeah, take the points, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But the game that's literally to get you into the Super Bowl, play balls to the wall. Play for the win. Just go after it. Like, yeah, you lost Aaron Jones earlier in the game, and Devontae Adams had some, like, BS drops. Uh, But, I mean, like, you still have Tanyan. Like, Lazard still can miraculously come up big. Like, Valdez Scantling. Valdez Scantling. Yeah, I mean, they have have a dynamic offense. And then if, if Aaron Rodgers runs... Let's say he doesn't score. He gets you to what? It, it was a it was his third down run that he didn't run. It was so let's say he, yeah, let's let's say he scrambles and you're all of a sudden you're you're fourth and one, fourth and two. Pound it in. You could probably pound like granted the Bucks have a great run defense, but you can pound it in. You could do some sort of trickery to at least get a, a better opportunity to 
to get that win. And it was just, it was, it was scared coaching. And I don't think LaFleur's job is in question, but it was scared coaching. And you're not going to get into the Super Bowl coaching scared. It's not going to happen. It sure sounded like Aaron Rodgers is leaving the door open to him leaving Green Bay um, during his presser. I mean, he, really? he I, I, this is news he to me. Thanks, oh yeah, he, he thanked the the reporters and said you know thank you and you know he said um, something along the lines of you know everyone's livelihood is on the line or you know the people players are playing for next year too including me. He basically said he may pull a Deshaun Watson and ask out of Green Bay. And I would not blame him because if we know anything about Aaron Rodgers is he's a little petty when it comes to coaching. And mm-hmm. once he doesn't see eye to eye with that head coach, see Mike, Mike McCarthy, you know, either coach is gone or he's gone. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he's ready to dip because he's constantly the best quarterback in, in the league. And he's been to the Super Bowl once. Like, build a team around him. Like, build the coaching around him. Do something. Like, he should be. He should have the Tom Brady Super Bowl track record. Yeah. No. Tom, he, Tom Brady threw three picks today, and he's in the Super Bowl. But that's just because, like, he's the guy, right? And and Rogers is the guy too. So it's it's insane to think he's only been to one Super Bowl. Like you, you can almost guarantee that. When he lost that game, when Aaron Rodgers went into that locker room with a loss, like I almost guarantee the the thoughts going through his mind walking from the field through the tunnel was like, if only we effing drafted a wide receiver instead of my potential backup quarterback replacement. If only we took a wide receiver or if only we took X weapon instead of a backup quarterback. We could have had that much more of a chance to win. And that's sort of been Aaron Rodgers' like beef with the Green Bay Packers this entire time is it's like he's putting the numbers up. He's putting the work. He's like, give me some weapons, right? Give me some actual, viable, real weapons. Like, Grant, yes, Aaron Jones is amazing. Devontae Adams is amazing. But, I mean, like, just give him more. Give the man more. And And it's unfortunate because, yes, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But then when he's retired, when he retires, his name won't necessarily be brought up when you mention the greats, when you mention uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and Aikman and Montana and and all those. Like he's not going to be in that breath because he has the one ring, two rings. He's in that conversation. But the one ring, it's I mean, his career is a giant asterisk. It's like, yeah, he was great. He didn't do anything. And then. On top of like he doesn't like Drew Brees has one ring, but he has all the records, right? Like he's up there in the records. Aaron Rodgers isn't up there in the records. So what does he really have to like solidify his greatness? Obviously, first about Hall of Famer, blah, blah, blah. But what does he have to be in that elite of the elite of the elite conversation? Nothing, unfortunately. Yeah, a lot of a lot of guys futures. They're uncertain, myself included, directly from Aaron Rodgers. That to me sounds like a, he's a guy who's going to want to want out in Green Bay. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna triple down. I mean, we're in we're in betting mode. I would I would give up four first round picks for Aaron Rodgers. You'd give up more than you would for Watson? Absolutely, hundred percent. Absolutely, he's older. Doesn't matter. The dude, 
he to me he's second best quarterback in the league right now, second to Patrick Mahomes. I don't Deshaun Watson doesn't touch him. I mean, I mean, he yeah, he basically he had an MVP year this year, and I four first round is, picks though, like like even like always, Deshaun Watson price of three ones. That's a tall order for how old he is. Like, yeah, it's a tall ask. Like, but and, with and the, the football team, the time to win is 2022, 2023. And yeah, then but the, the problem is point, if you don't blow it up anyways, like if you don't win 2022, 2023 after mortgaging your entire draft capital for the foreseeable future, you're done. You have to every, blow it up. Every, everybody in that building is gone. Ron's gone. Herney and, and our new GMs are gone. Like everything gets blown up immediately. And then yeah. who do you hire? But because I, we don't have draft capital. It's it's very risky. And then yeah, it's a very slippery slope. So then, since we're on the topic, the scenario you and I were talking about was Matthew Stafford. So the Lions said we have a mutual agreement to part ways. Matthew Stafford will be available. Is he worth? the price over Deshaun Watson and now potentially Aaron Rodgers and possibly Matt Ryan, possibly Dak, et cetera. We've had this conversation back and forth a lot of, do you in a perfect world, if, if the Washington football team is capable of making whatever scenario happen, do you give up three ones and a, a star player for Deshaun Watson? Or do you take the significantly cheaper option of Matthew Stafford where it's probably one first round pick, maybe a two or a three and, and try to win with him. I started out with Deshaun Watson. I'm now fully committed to a Matthew Stafford scenario. There's a third option, right? Which is Dak. And if Dak is a a true free agent, then you're just paying money for him. You don't have to give up any draft capital. I I would go Dak one. If you are paying him a, a reasonable price, I mean, I don't know what's reasonable now. Thirty-five million a year. I think Dak's betting on himself to get more than than reasonable. I mean, I mean granted, maybe, the, maybe the injury knocked him down a I don't peg. Pay him, no, I don't pay him forty million. I mean, I, thirty-five is even a really tall task, but because he's not he's not a top five quarterback. To Dak's me, not top five. To me, that's not even close. I don't think he's top ten. To me, with Matthew Stafford's career numbers being on the trash lions for his entire career speaks leaps and bounds to his potential, right? Like semi injury prone, but I mean, everyone says he's a soldier. Serious thing. But I mean, like everyone says he's a, he's a soldier. He guts it out. He's not going to miss games. If he can't, if he doesn't have to like, and, and like, I mean, let's be honest, like, Outside of his few seasons with Megatron, who did he really have? Galladay? Who did he yeah. really have? Marvin Jones. I mean, he's had... Golden yeah. Tate? Like, yeah. He's had some some mediocre um, receivers. I'm with you. I, w- I think I would take Stafford over Watson just because the price is going to be lower. And I don't. There's think- no way we get Watson. I mean, with the Jets in Miami and the... The Tua and Darnold and all their all the money and it just they have too much in their favor to land well, I, I, over. I saw Washington. a report today that said Watson absolutely does not want to go to the Jets. 
I don't blame him. Who would want to go to the Jets? Right. I mean, there's, there's, you're in one of the most hostile media markets with no real weapons, with a brand new coach, and who did they hire? Yeah. No did idea. they hire somebody? Yeah. No. Well, who cares? It's the Jets. They're trash. And that's the other thing. Like, why would you want to go from the Lions to the Jets? <laughs> like, at least like the Washington football team has like an upward trajectory at this time. Like, this is the best the Washington football team has looked to potential big name players and and free agent market and everything. Like, this is the best we've looked in easily a decade. Oh, they got Robert Saul, didn't they? Oh, yeah, that's right. Eh, unproven. I've never been big on, uh, like, new defensive coordinator coaches. Like, Ron Rivera took... Ron Rivera took a while before he kind of, like, got into his coaching groove. Like, why would you want to be at yeah, the you start don't. of a defensive coordinator figuring out how to be a, a head coach? Yeah, that makes it very unattractive. Because, uh, I mean, I see it as if you're a younger guy who's going to build something for the next three or four years. But, like, a Stafford or a, or a Ryan or a Rodgers who's a win now, I need a win a title in the next two years because I'm going to go retire. I don't see him go to the Jets. Um, who else did you say? Miami? Uh, they're trash too. I mean, the the conversation that everyone's having is uh, the 49ers make a move for Stafford. Jimmy G ends up back on the Patriots. Um, nobody knows really what's going to happen with Miami and Tua and what they decide to do. Um, I think I think the Niners go to Kirk Cousins. I really do. I really think they 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 get Kirk out of there. Um, I mean it would it would I be mean, stupid. It would be stupid. It would be stupid for Minnesota to drop Kirk if Stafford and potentially Aaron Rodgers are leaving the NFC North. Like that's it. Like you're an automatic playoff. Like you automatically win the division if Kirk Cousins is the the quarterback there and. The Packers, the Lions have nobody, and the Bears are the Bears. So why would you get rid of Kirk at that point? Like this, if anything, all this rumors is helping Kirk Cousins. Kirk is still, he signed a two-year extension this past offseason, didn't he? Let's see, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he's locked in for 2021 and 2022. So he's probably not going anywhere. I and, and I highly doubt they'd they, well they might trade him. So the only thing that I'm holding on to right now is in case you haven't heard, the Washington football team now have two co GMs type situation or Mayhew's your real GM and Herney's some top level exec who's basically Kyle Smith's replacement. Kyle Smith is gone. Your scouting department is essentially gone. No more Bruce Allen guys in the building. Um, but Mayhew, ha- he was the one that drafted Stafford. He has the connection to Stafford. Um, I mean, look, Stafford could play with Logan Thomas again. I mean, there's a couple connections you can make to the Washington football team having a real viable chance of bringing Matthew Stafford in. And I would say from Matthew Stafford's point of view, coming into the NFC East, 
should be very desirable because you know immediately you're the best quarterback in this division, hands down. Most, mostly because the Eagles just hired FP's cousin, some <laughs> random guy, to be the coach. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess he played Madden really well. It's like he won a Madden tournament and became a head coach of the Eagles. <laughs> that's, that's insane. Um, I don't see the Washington front office structure as being super convoluted because Ron is still in charge. Ron, they both report to Ron. Mayhew is the the GM, so Mayhew's going to be picking the players, and Herney's going to be the procedural guy. So Herney's not picking players. Herney's, you know, filing the paperwork to the league to get the right person, you know, in the building and all, all that kind of stuff. So there's yeah, not making sure the we're not like the Browns that and send a fax on time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And who, you know, who better would you want than like a guy who's been in the league for 60 years and <laughs> knows all who the already, ins and outs? Who's, who already has his familiarity with Rivera. So before we found out that Mayhew was GM and uh, Herney was going to, we thought Herney was going to be the GM. I was devastated. I was pissed off. I was angry. I was like, this is just Ron making us the Panthers North. Like this is trash. But then once you kind of got the breakdown of the thought process of let Ron still be coach centric, everybody reports to Ron and then Mayhew. I mean, yes, he was the GM over the Owen 16 lions, but he was also the GM when the lions made it to the playoffs. He got, he got Megatron, he got Stafford. Like he's, he's not terrible with evaluating talent. And then, I actually, the more I look into it, I love that Ron Rivera doesn't have to get bogged down with the administrative stuff. Like, and and it's just it's just crazy when you think about battling cancer, brand new season, pandemic, and he was doing all the GM administrative stuff on top of coaching and installing a new offense. Like, it's, it's insane that yeah. we did as well as we did. It's insane. Well, it it's also says to Ron picking out his staff, right? So he picks JDR as a defense coordinator, someone who's been a head coach, who know like who he's like, all right, you got the defense, you run everything there. That relieves him a little bit. And then Scott right. Turner, I'm sure he's probably holding Scott Turner's hand a little bit more, but um, just really puts confidence into what Ron Rivera is building in that in Ashburn. Yeah, and the and the whole perk of Ernie is like. He was the dude that like fell on the sword for Ron in Carolina. He was the dude that like Ron speaks extremely high of him. And as we all know, Ron is all about character. And if Ron can just have that peace of mind that like this dude isn't gonna try to like overstep Take me over. or go above yeah. my head or like power struggle, the fact that you have that sort of peace of mind, that's huge because if we really did go and get any of the other GMs available or some unknown, there's a chance that they're like, yeah, sure, coach centric, and then yeah, exactly. They try to buddy up with Snyder and 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 kind of Bruce Allen their way into being buddy buddies and and kind of taking over everything, and and then Ron gets pissed, and then you have like this whole Mike Shanahan dilemma where he hates everybody and destruct destroys the team. I think that was the scenario, maybe not, but I thought that was a scenario with uh, Shanahan and, and Bruce Allen, where Bruce Allen was the GM, and then he still Shanahan still had final say, 
and then Bruce Allen strong armed his way into team president. Yeah, um, and then so. and then you also had like the Bruce versus McLuhan thing. Like there was a lot of power struggles in the front office. And I think the way Ron has it set up now, that's essentially a non factor, which is huge. Yeah, I would agree. So uh, let's put a, put a wrap on this topic. Um, so you would go Stafford one, Dak two, or Watson two. If let's let's assume Aaron Rodgers isn't on the table, I'm going Stafford, Watson, Dak. If Aaron Rodgers is on what the table, what about Matt Ryan? I don't know if Matt Ryan's actually going to be on the table, but if he is, I would probably put him above Dak. So you would go Stafford, Watson, Ryan, Dak. Yeah, and if Rodgers comes in, he just goes to number one, same order after that. I think I would go Stafford just because of the compensation that you would have to give up for him versus Watson. Then Watson, well, I think I would go Stafford, Dak, Watson, Ryan. I just think uh, even even paying Dak, I think paying Dak a little bit more on on the salary cap versus giving up three first-round picks, I'd rather pay a little bit up front. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, yeah, All right, I can let's, see that. Let's pivot into the uh, AFC Championship game. We both like the Bills. We really wanted the Bills. The Chiefs are just way too damn good. I mean, from the get-go, right? It was just a Chiefs game all around. Um, my biggest takeaway from that is Josh Allen needs to learn how to get rid of the ball. He needs to learn how to kill the play, lift to play another down, and and move on. Right? <coughs> Too right. many like 20-yard sacks and just create like him just trying to strong arm. I forgot who it was, one of the the Chiefs linebackers or or whatever, strong arm him and that didn't work. Um, he's got to learn. He's got to learn how to you know have that that Tom Brady type IQ. I think to be able to get rid of the ball, throw I it think away. Once, once Kansas City kind of showed that they are still the Chiefs, and the game escaped the Bills, even though it was still early in the game, like they were up nine zero, and then the Chiefs did the Chiefs, and they had like a thirty eight six run until the end or whatever. The game got too big in Allen's head. I think was the problem because all throughout the season, like. He wasn't making those mistakes. He wasn't taking the sacks. He was playing smart football. And I think it was just will over thought at that point. And he was like, no, no, I can do this. And it it bit him in the ass, essentially. But, I mean, the Bills' future is, is bright. Um, the, I can definitely more see playmakers. them. They need more playmakers, though. Yes. I mean, they, they need a real picks. run game. That's what they truly need. Well, they lost uh, what is it, whatever running back that they had um, like a week or two ago. But still, they need more playmakers. It can't just be mm-hmm. um, Diggs. Beasley is a is a solid inside guy, but they need another threat. I mean, they need another real threat. I mean, if you look at the Bucks, right? Not to go back at them, but I mean, they have Godwin, Evans, Rob Gronkowski. I mean, they just they just have weapons all over. Yeah, I mean they they killed the Packers and Antonio Brown wasn't even playing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about Antonio Brown. <laughs> no, I mean Tom knows how to build a team around him. Yeah, the and I big, mean the other big takeaway I I took from today's games is the old coach who's been there, who's done it, who's just a veteran, who's just savvy. He's gonna always win, right? 
you saw that with Bruce Arians versus Matt LaFleur. And then you also saw it with um, uh, Andy Reid. Andy Reid and um, Sean McDermott. So, right. I mean, you, know, you, you even it, saw it. It would be sexy to have the, uh, the Sean McVay <laughs> coaching tree or whatever it is, you know, all these young, these young guys. But there's just something special about having that guy who's just calm, knows who's been there, knows how to do it. And, I mean, and that, you, you saw it in the, the past Super Bowls too, right? Like you saw Kyle Shanahan fell to Andy Reid. Before that, McVay fell to, to to Bill Belichick. Like it's there's something about like just the OG coaches. They know how to handle like the pressure and how to make sure the team is focused on championship week and on the Super Bowl. And like it it, it probably it it speaks volumes. Um, I don't know if we're gonna see anytime soon one of these young guns kind of like outsmart an Andy Reid or something like that. Like, I don't, I don't really see that happening. I just, I, every time I see the chiefs, I just think it's so crazy that the Eagles fired Andy Reid. Thank God they did. <laughs> it's like, it's like the bills firing Bill Belichick or the, the Browns. Yeah. I mean, and like, like in hindsight, you, that's gotta be, like, that's gotta be one of the biggest mistakes in, in NFL history. Now. Okay. So let's, let's focus on the Super Bowl. Like, I'm truly torn about who I want to win. Like I want Andy Reid to get a second ring. And Tyreek Hill is insane. Nine receptions, like 172 yards. Travis Kelsey had like 14 receptions and, and just like dominated. Like the Chiefs are such a fun team to watch. And Mahomes, for as amazing as he is, he's his cockiness and whatever has yet to make me hate him. So like I'm all for the Chiefs winning. But there's just that part of me that just wants Tom Brady to get that ring without Bill. Just so like like he can just like shut the F up. I'm not assistant quarterback. It was all me. It wasn't Bill sucking. I think he, like, he's already proved that. I mean <laughs> he's, he's proven that, but like until he gets the what ring. What was the Bucks record last year? They were like a four win team. <laughs> yeah. They literally I mean, added seven wins a quarterback. They added a fifty year old tight end. <laughs> they brought Antonio Brown out of rehab. <laughs> I mean, it's literally, it's Leonard true. Fournette I mean, was kicked was kicked out to the to the trash bins from uh, Jacksonville. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, they had a lot of scrapyard parts, and they look like uh, they the, looked. The Buccaneers made could, like seven teams look stupid for getting rid of these people. The defense, yeah, the defense was insane. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm so I'm from Tampa. Um, originally, so <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived there for for a year and a half. So, so you're a, you're a Lightning fan too. Hey, did you see Tom Brady brought three champion or is, is about to bring three championships to Tampa? Tampa has been a starved city with championships. <laughs> the Rays won the World Series. The Lightning won the the Cup, and uh, maybe the Bucks. So uh-huh. I, I think I go Bucks, but. If if you were to to pin me up against you know who, which quarterback do I like more, I gotta say Patrick Mahomes. I I don't Over know. Over Tom Brady. Yeah, just as yeah. like a not as a who's a better quarterback, but as in who do I like as like a person or yeah, as like, like who can you root for? Like yeah, he's easier to root for. Now I'll tell you this. It's more Andy just because Reed like versus, under- Andy Reid versus Bruce Arians is an interesting like master chess player matchup and 
I personally like Bruce Arians just irks me. Just the way he looks, stupid Kangol <laughs> hats and his dumb glasses, just like his face. Like, he's just like an annoying human being to look at. And I just Andy Reid's like Papa Bear, right? Like you just look at him with his weird, ill-fitting mask, and you're like, yeah, he's just he's the true coaching genius. He deserves a second ring. Bruce Arians just looks smug and stupid. And like, who throws Tom Brady under the bus at the start of a new season after pandemic? Like, it's Tom freaking Brady. How are you just going to be like, oh, well, quarterback needs to play better. Really? Really? You're going to say that? Maybe he set the standard at the beginning of the season. I don't know. I'm with you. I'd rather see Andy Reid as a coach win, but I think I'm still going to go with Tampa. I don't know. I think it's going to be a fantastic Super Bowl. I think we're we're in line for a offensive Super Bowl. Like I want the final score to be like 52-48. Like I want something crazy. I I like, I really don't want to crazy what Todd Bowles is doing on defense with the Bucks, right? Like JPP, I mean I thought he was washed up after the the incident, right? Like if you look at their defense, they got that stud middle linebacker who would have crushed Washington if he didn't have COVID. But other than that, like they don't they're not full of stars on defense yet their defense is is phenomenal right i mean you have an amazing run d and then todd Bowles loves his blitzing and i mean they have uh they have that one d-bag safety or whatever that bruce arian said is better than chase young (laughs) oh yeah yeah i mean yeah you're right i don't like bruce arians yeah he's such a tool (laughs) yeah Oh man. Well, at least there's uh there's betting to to make this <laughs> make this more favorable one way or the other. I'm I'm going to put the craziest bets on it. I'm going to play in-game parlays. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to say like Tom Brady rushes for 40 yards because it's going to be like a $7,000 payout like I'm doing it all. Did you put your money on uh on Portland cuz the Knicks are making a comeback? <laughs> no, I put my money on the Knicks. <laughs> did you? I did. Well, they're still down five, but they're making a comeback. I put my money on the Knicks because I'm an idiot, and I take the bigger payout. That's how I bet. I feel like you just bet against me all the time. <laughs> like, I should probably stop telling you my my bets. Probably. I don't think I can. Uh, I think it's too late to bet on that game, right? No, should yeah. still be there. No, I think it's all locked out. Let's relaunch Let's the app. See. They lock it out um, in between quarters, but I think there's seven minutes left in the fourth. Yeah, it's locked out. Yeah. Yep. I bet. Yeah, I bet. Uh, I bet on the Knicks. Ten dollar wager. Thirteen hundred odds, hundred thirty dollar payout. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Knicks are down ten now. Five minutes left. If only I could watch the stupid game. Damn, I need them to get uh, over two hundred fourteen points. Two hundred eighteen. Oh, are you locked in? Fourteen. Yep. Damn, I don't think they're gonna get there. Oh, betting is so fun. Like I can't wait for the Super Bowl just because I'm going to put so much stupid money on it. 
Yeah, and it's 100% legal now. This is awesome. And I'll tell you what, the second like futures open up for like the 2021 NFL season, right off the bat, when it's insane odds, Washington football team wins the East, Washington football team wins the Super Bowl, putting them down. <laughs> There's a guy who did that in uh, at Hollywood Casino for like five bucks with like a some ridiculous payout. Um, what was it? Two years ago? Yeah, didn't he got like into like the hundred thousands or something crazy like that? Yeah, that's what I want. Me, that's what I want. I want the craziest bet that has no chance of hitting, and then I want it to hit. That's my like dream <laughs> in life right now. I'm not addicted, guys. I swear. I was talking about this in front of my dad. I was talking to my brother-in-law about the bets and how it's legal and stuff, and I just. I could just see my dad from the corner of my eye, like mean mugging me, ready to like lecture me, like give me his old man <laughs> speech. Like you're gonna get addicted, you're gonna spend your entire paycheck on it. I had a friend that went bankrupt, like I'm sure he didn't, but like, <laughs> <laughs> bring That's it on. Awesome. All right, let's put a bow on the show. Um, are are there gonna be odds for where Matt Stafford lands? Because that would be that would be interesting. I mean, $100 on watching the football team. Let's do it. Yeah. Do you think uh, Aaron Rodgers leaves? There's, you can't let Aaron Rodgers go. Green Bay won't do that. You they were Matt so Florida good this year. Over Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> I think one of them is going to go. They were so good this year. Like, you can't break up. LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers after like their first season in sync and you saw what they did. Just can get the imagine, man some weapons. Can you imagine going to the NFC championship game and then having drama of who's going to leave right after the game? I mean, I can see Washington football team doing that. And then like JDR leaves or like somebody leaves or we like don't resign Jonathan Allen or something. And like or everything Taylor, falls Heineke. Apart. Taylor Heineke's on a, on a one year deal. And then, uh, we don't want to tag him and he leaves. Did you order the <laughs> Taylor Heineke shirt? No. <laughs> Did you? And uh, It didn't come in my size. I mean, he'd look like a lineman if I wore that shirt. Is it a Breaking Tea shirt? Uh, no, I want to say it was a Fanatics shirt. It may have been Breaking Tea. That makes more sense. Yeah, I'd have to check it out. All right, FP, uh, it's been fun. Uh, we will probably have an... An emergency pod this week when we sign Matt Stafford. <laughs> um, so until then, this has been DTC. Listen to all our content on uh, your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at Defeat the Curse. We are out.